So it wasn't really about hourly rates. It was a project rate. And as long as I had everything in hand, I could get it done a day. And I enjoyed it. Like, I think that was the biggest thing is that I love to sit down and focus on a project for six hours or eight hours or whatever it is and know at the end of the day that it's done. Welcome to episode three of season eight of Live in the Feast. I'm Jason, aka Rez, helping you grow your business by having a conversation with someone who's been there, had success, and built the business designed around the life that they want to live. That's Live in the Feast. If this is your first time listening, hit that subscribe button so that you get notified every time a new episode drops. Live in the Feast is in your podcast app of choice. If you've heard the show before, why not go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes or drop us a comment in Breaker or CastBox. Today's co-host is Sarah Massey, and she is the epitome of building a business designed around the life that she wants. Sarah is founder of Brackenhouse Branding Company, where she's been helping entrepreneurs with their branding and websites for 15 years. I wanted to bring Sarah on to talk about her methods behind the day rate model that she uses. If you haven't heard what day rates are before, in a nutshell, it's where you would hire someone for the day in order to get some things done. You're actually paying for the time spent rather than the deliverable. Kind of contrary or opposite of what you would think I would be talking about here, but This is super powerful, and it's something that I've always been interested in. A previous friend of the show, Val Geisler, also provides a day rate service. And like I said, it's interesting to me because it makes total sense and eliminates the two biggest objections that a client usually has when you're talking with them, and that's time and investment costs. So in this episode, we dive into how to start to test your day rate offer. We also talk about the pitfalls and benefits of day rates, how to make sure that everything is kept within that one day. And Sarah shares the first thing that you need to do if you're thinking about doing this. I know you're really going to like this one. So here's Sarah and myself. Feasters, welcome to another episode of Live in the Feast. I am super excited to have Sarah here. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you, Jason. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, thanks. First off, I mean, Sarah and I spoke at an online summit that we were both invited to speak at. And so that's kind of where we connected. You know, I, she talked about day rates, which we're going to get into here because I think. I don't know. That seems to be a hot topic. I mean, we were talking about it a little bit before we pressed record here. And, and I feel like there's more and more people are talking about day rates, right? Do you find the same thing? Yeah. I mean, I've been doing them for about a little over two years now. And before I started offering them, I had heard about it, but I wasn't really seeing them around very much. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of felt like I was the only one doing them for a while. But now, like you said, I'm seeing them popping up here and there. And so, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely becoming a little bit more popular. 
Yeah. I mean, I have, a, I have several colleagues that do it and they've been doing it for a long, long time, but it seems like, I don't know, there's always these ebbs and flows with certain trends and things like that. And so when I worked hourly for a long, long time, and then I decided that I was going to specialize my business and do value-based pricing or project-based pricing, however you want to call it, and get away from the hourly. A lot of my clients are retainer-based anyway, but it was funny, like, I've always thought of day rates as if you take it from a high level, it's almost like a uh, kind of like a go-between between the hourly and the project-based. But then when you actually dive into it a little bit more, you're like, oh, this is completely different, right? Yeah. And like, I, I love the, you know, we're going to get dive into it here in a few minutes, obviously. But before we do, Sarah, why don't you share a little bit about you, your business and why you do what you do? Yeah, so I have been doing this for about 15 years now. Not just not straight design for all of that time, but I've been an online business owner since 2005. And um, just kind of tried a whole bunch of different things out for a handful of years, experimented with blogging and Etsy and doing all sorts of things. And then it was in 2010 that because I was in the blogging industry and I was, um, you know, I had sponsors and stuff and I was DIYing everything, my website, all of my ads and that kind of thing. I started getting other bloggers asking for help with their design, mm -hmm. with their logo, with their ads, that kind of thing. And so I kind of dabbled in it a little here and there. And then I did launch an Etsy business that was kind of design related. And I did that for a few years, but then it was around 2012, 2013 that I realized that branding and design was where I needed to be and also where I could make the most money. Selling little $10 products on Etsy wasn't really going to take me where I wanted to go in my business. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I just started kind of taking on clients here and there, doing the hourly pricing, doing like the $99 logos and just those kind of one-off little things. And then in the past, I don't know, five or so years, I've really kind of expanded and gone into more bigger, like full brand strategy projects, taught myself web design and not coding, but more of, you know, the typical WordPress, Divi, that kind of thing, Squarespace. So now I'm doing a lot of web design and brand design. And um, it was two years ago, like I said, 2018, that I decided to test out this one day offer and I've honestly never gone back. I mean, I at the time, it was great. I had people who wanted to do it, but I still had projects because I had switched to project-based pricing as well. But I don't know if you've experienced this, but some of those project-based, they just end up taking way longer. And it's not even necessarily about the scope creep. It's about not hitting deadlines, not getting copy. You know, the project was supposed to be eight weeks long and it turned into six months because they couldn't get their act together to get the copy written or mm -hmm. whatever. There's so many different ways, reasons for the delay. But um, by the time we would finish the project, I would be so sick of it. And just my passion for that project and that brand and that website was just gone because mm -hmm. I was just kind of bored by the end of it. And so um, I did have a few that were real quick turnaround projects and I enjoyed them so much that I decided I should, you know, try to offer this as a service. And that's what I did. And then I've kind of wrapped up any of those unfinished projects and have been doing day rates pretty much for the past year and a half. So 
take me back to that time where you were. I mean, you, you kind of explained a little bit about like lingering projects, that, that and the other thing. But the point at which you said, hey, I'm going to try day rates. Why day rates and not maybe just say, hey, I'm going to productize something like mm-hmm. logo design or a brand audit or, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of developers and designers go down that productize route, my, myself included. Because very similar, like sometimes those projects linger on longer and longer and it it isn't because of scope creep. But for me, I guess I've wrangled them in at this point. Like I've been doing this so long that for me now I'm like, okay, here's the thing. I am working on this piece of your project on this date. If I don't have that deliverability, there's going to be penalties on that. And so there's these little stipulations and things in place, but I've got it down now so that it's almost like, this is what you buy off the shelf. This is the box. And here's the, here's what you get out of that box. And mm-hmm. so it's really just a, a good exchange in that way. But why did you go down the road of day rates instead of maybe productized services? Um, I mean, I think I just really loved those few accidental projects that I did get a quick turnaround on. For example, I started the day rates in winter of 2018. The previous fall, um, I had a client who had been referred to me. She reached out, she needed a Squarespace website, and I gave her my my rate, my productized rate for what she was asking for. And when she came back to me and gave me, she came back to me right away with her copy, her photos, exactly what she wanted, and I had everything in hand. And so on the the day I was gonna get started on the two or three week project, I was like, I, I had all day and I was just like, well, let me just try to get this whole thing done in a day. She doesn't have to know that I did it all in a day. I'm just going to try it. Mm-hmm. And what happened was I got most of it done. I think I had like two hours to work on the next morning and then the whole thing was done. And for me to see how she had just paid me for like a bigger project that I got done in one day. And I felt weird telling her that. So I don't think I really said anything but that's just kind of what got the wheels turning. Like, okay, I can make the same amount of money in one day that I would have made stretched out over two weeks or three weeks or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't really about hourly rates. It was a project rate and I was able, and as long as I had everything in hand, I could get it done a day. And I, I enjoyed it. Like, that, I think that was the biggest thing is that I love to sit down and focus on a project for six, six hours or eight hours or whatever it is and know at the end of the day that it's done. And then I never, if I don't want to work with that client ever again, I don't have to, you know, because you're going to get good clients, bad clients. Um, I loved knowing that nothing was hanging over my head. I could go on vacation the next day and not have to worry about anybody needing anything from me. I just really, for me, it came down to the freedom of all I have to do is block off one day and then the rest of the week is mine to do whatever I want. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I mean, that's, that's the freedom and flexibility right there. Yeah. And like even, I think back to last summer, not necessarily the summer before, because I was still balancing a lot of things the summer before last, but last summer when I was really just doing day rates, I had everything really locked down and figured out. I worked four days in July and the rest of the month, was traveling. My I have four kids, and they are all 
they're from ages eight to 15. So I don't have babies. I don't have any of that juggle, but I have kids who want to be at the pool and want to mm-hmm. go to the beach and want to do all of these things. They want to go to the amusement park. And so for me to be able to do all of that and know that I only had to work for four days and all of my bills would be paid was, you know, just, uh, it was kind of a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah. So this is awesome. And so many questions in my head about procedures and getting them in line. Like how do you get all the deliverables that, or your client deliverables? Like how do you get all the materials that you need and all that stuff? But before we do that, I always ask, what's your defining moment in life so far? Um, aside from the day I decided to offer day rates, <laughs> that was that. I mean, that really defined where I am right now in my business. But, um, let me think before the day rates. Um, so one thing I haven't mentioned is doing day rates. Now I have the time to create courses and digital products. So I have so much more free time that I've been able to create all of those things And I went on a retreat back in 2016 before any of this was even a thing for me. And um, just really, it was a small business retreat, retreat, 10 women, you know, four days. And I came away from that knowing that I needed to figure out something to get out of the hamster wheel that I was in with design and just feeling dragged down by my work and... I had a lot of people asking me if I could teach them how to do the things that I was doing, teach them branding, teach them web design. And so I came home from that retreat, very inspired that I needed. I mean, everyone there was encouraging me and I kept thinking that there was no way I could teach anything. I was just a designer. That's all I could do is just create pretty things for people. And that was it. That was it. But I did come home and I ran a five day challenge, um, a branding challenge and I had hundreds of people organically sign up for it. And then, so just that treat, that retreat gave me the confidence to come home and try something new, which, you know, blew off any expectations I had about myself and my ability to be a leader and a teacher. And um, so I've used that I've still run that five-day challenge even to this day, and I've had thousands of people going through it by now. And um, so, yeah, I think that retreat was a big defining moment. I've been to a few mastermind retreats myself, but if I'm to be honest, none of them have had the impact on my business in a long-term way like having connections to a close-knit group of like-minded folks on a regular basis. Depending on when you're listening to this episode, you may still be under the COVID-19 quarantine or lockdown or whatever term that your government is using at this point in time, which means that you aren't able to get to any events or retreats right now. Maybe not for quite a while either. Back in 2012, I had joined an online community of developers who were all running businesses, and that was the only requirement to belonging to this community. I still keep in touch with a bunch of them to this very day. And we have thriving businesses, but most importantly, we all have families because of the support and learnings that we got from one another all those years ago. To collaborate, learn, and share stories with other developers, designers, creative professionals, providing client services like yourself, 
now has become somewhat of a premium with closed gated communities that either launch one time a year or have a high price tag or both. Well, that's changed. Welcome to Feast Club. No more stale articles from 2008 on the web giving you advice on how to run your business. No more waiting for the launch webinar or your friend who's on the inside to get you an invite. As a Feast Club member, you'll be a part of a community of like-minded developers and designers and other business owners providing client services looking to build predictable income and systems to grow their business. Support and confidence from everyone in this group helps you make great strides in achieving the goals that you set out for when you started your business. Ultimately, it's a safe place for you to share ideas and get support that you need. You'll get access to a private podcast and bite-sized pieces of content and strategies that I'll be sharing regularly, including what I'm working on, campaigns, strategies, tactics, advice, and most importantly, what's working and not working in today's market. All of this is only $5 a month. You also get access to a Slack community, a monthly Q&A, and virtual co-working sessions. So if you want to check it out and join a community that's built on the saying, a rising tide raises all boats, head over to feastclub.co today. And yes, you heard that right. It's only $5 a month for a limited time. Not sure how limited that is, when that's gonna change, but if you join today, you'll lock that in for as long as you're a member. I hope to see you on the inside of the club. Now let's get back to the conversation. What's that challenge? Um, it's called the mood board challenge. So it basically take um, non-designers through a five-day challenge lessons, teaching them how to get clear on their brand and how they want people to feel when they experience their branding and kind of getting clear on that vision. And then at the end of the fifth day, they have their mood board with their brand tone words and their colors and the images that they want to use to convey their brand. Cool. That's awesome. If anybody's interested, I mean, I know your audience is mostly designers, so they probably don't need it, but it is a fun challenge. It's um, at moodboardchallenge.com. Awesome. Yeah, we'll link that up in the show notes for sure. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I've been on a few retreats myself, and you always feel so amped up after it, like mm -hmm. rejuvenated or refreshed and all that. And then there are times where I'll come back and I'll take action on it. But a lot of times then it's like you get sucked into back into the everyday. And it's just like yeah. all of a sudden, like, oh, what happened? Like two weeks, three weeks passed. And you're like, what happened to all that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was at that point in time, I was still really deep into all that busy client work. I did not have day rates. I was working seven days a week. And the, the retreat was in Colorado. I live at the time I lived in New York. Um, so I had like five, five hours on the plane and just the notes, like everything that kind of came out of me. I wrote the entire challenge because I knew if I didn't get it written in that travel that it wouldn't have happened. So. Yeah. It's funny. I went to a, a retreat in San Diego mm -hmm. last, uh, what was it last September, I think. And it was September and October. And then I, you know, same thing. So I, I live in New York, so I flew all the way back. So I had that five hours and like. I came out of that retreat doing the same thing on the plane, just writing all of yeah. like reading my notes and taking action on that. And then I was able to, you know, within the week's time of doing 
the thing. Yeah. I mean, I hear from so many people now, they go on these retreats, they book an extra day just at the hotel, just to like download and brain dump everything that came out of the few days of the retreat. Yeah. It's funny. I've always done that with vacations and everything. Mm -hmm. Like I've always, (laughs) if any of my clients are listening here, you know now, but I basically have another day where I'm home and I basically take a half a day. I sit up my work and all that stuff if I've been gone for like a week. So this way, like I'm not inundated with all the requests and everything. Your brain isn't quite back in right. work you're still kind of in that transition yeah yeah exactly and it's super helpful but uh awesome cool so one of the questions that i i really have like when you started to get into day rates did you have any sense of the process and how to pitch them or how did you transition then so with the first, um, I try to think back to the whole sequence of events. There was a few clients who needed something. Like I had one client, she emailed me with a whole punch list of things she wanted. And I knew that I just didn't, the time it would take me to itemize her punch list, write a proposal, send her the proposal, and then have her email me back and decide which of the things that she wanted to go forward with because she wanted quotes on like all different things. And so I just had it in my brain that I just replied to her and said, how about you just, how about I just charge you $500 and I will get the whole thing done in a day. Or I think I said I'll do two $500 days or something like that. And she was, it was easy for her. It was an easy yes for her. It was an easy yes for me because I knew how much time I saved and just the proposal and the email process. And so we just, did that. We got it done. And then I had a few other older clients who needed some website updates and website help. So I casually mentioned the same thing to them via email. They were on board. We got it done. And then, so there's about three of them that I did that way. And then I had, I got my confidence to make it a public offer. And um, I just went on Facebook, shared my idea And like my, it was just on my personal page. It wasn't even on my business page. I just talked about, I think I'm going to do this. Would anybody be interested in booking me for a day? And I have like the comments just kind of blew up. Everybody loved it. And so I think within the comments, I just dropped a PayPal link. Like if this is something you're interested in, you can just book it right here. Just click here to pay and then we'll figure out the details. And within, I don't know, like two days, maybe someone booked me for it without questioning anything, without wanting to get on a call with me and talk about what she needed. So she booked me and I knew her, I had worked with her before, but I had no idea what I was doing. Like I had no idea what she needed. She just knew that I was capable of doing whatever it was that she needed. And so I quickly threw together some onboarding welcome package stuff and (laughs) sent it over to her and, and it worked. It was so easy, it was so simple. I mean, there was manual back and forth emails to kind of figure things out, figure out the day, figure out what she needed. So all of that has since been automated and I have the whole thing set up now, so I don't have to do any of that. But it was just a simple form that she filled out with her list of what she wanted me to do. And I still use that same form to this day because it's simple and it works. It keeps everything organized in one place. And we don't need a whole project management system for a one-day project. So. Yeah. It's funny. I don't, (laughs) sometimes I get new leads coming in. I don't use a project management system. I use a help desk, which 
I do that on my end, but it's just an email address because that's where they live. Mm -hmm. And I manage all the project tasks myself. And then I tell them what we're ticking off every single week and all that stuff. Because I've, I've found, and maybe you found the same thing, is that clients, they think they want that stuff. But then they never log into it. They're just they're like, how do I do this thing? How do I upload files? It just becomes a, a roadblock. And I'm just like, just let's remove that. Like, we don't need that, you know? So Yeah. I tried using Asana for a few years um, on projects. And yeah, it's just too much. Like, it's just, I know a lot of people will say, you know, you don't want to get stuck in the back and forth email. But as a client, like, it's just easier to just email somebody what I want or what I'm looking for. And I think it's the same for them trying to get in touch with us. Like they just want that simple, easy way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with the day rates, there's not a whole lot of emailing because they're, it's all and everything happens in a day. So we message back and forth on the day of, we use a messenger, usually Slack or Facebook messenger, or sometimes text messaging, whatever really works best for them. And that's all, that's all the communication that really happens is on that one day. So to that point, I mean, you're designing, I mean, it could be anything, right? Like logos, it could be a page, a landing page or whatever. Yeah, full websites. Full websites in a day, right? So how, how do you keep it within the day? Like, do you have like some special mind, Jedi mind <laughs> tricks that you do with the clients? They'll say, hey, Wednesday's our day, that's it. Yeah, um, they get homework. So after they book my day, they do get their inside of their welcome kit. They, they get homework. So they have to, whether it's a branding project or a website project, they know which pieces of the homework they need to fill out. Uh, if it's a website project, I give them guidelines. I give them tips on getting their copy written quickly and efficiently. I'm a huge fan of building a story brand. I don't know if you've heard of Donald mm-hmm. Miller. He has like this super seamless buttoned up way of just getting your homepage copy written. And it's like a, it's his free uh, lead magnet or his free opt-in. It's called the five minute marketing makeover.com. And it's three videos that we walk people through like how to write your homepage copy so that it's clear and makes sense. So I sent all of my clients there and they love it because it makes it easy for them to get everything written and get it over to me. So they just, you know, provide me with all their copy and I typically could do, I usually do four to five pages in a day, but my work, it's aesthetically, it's very aesthetically pleasing. It's on brand. It looks great, but I'm not doing like heavy backend work. We're not doing SEO. We're not doing all of, we're just not doing a whole lot of like, I'm not setting up the Google analytics. I'm not doing all that stuff that you would maybe do in a project. If people want that, I'll do it, but I recommend that they book two days. And so a lot of clients will book me for two days or they'll book one day and then they'll have a list of things that they want me to do beyond that one day. And so they'll come back and book a second day or even a half day to just kind of wrap up, you know, loose ends. We do a one hour kickoff call, not on the day of. So Several days prior, we'll get on the phone, we'll go over all of their homework, make sure that I am clear on what they want, they're clear, I set their expectations for the day, I let them know that they're booking me for the day and not the deliverables, and there is no guarantee what they're going to have at the end of the day. I mean, I work as fast as I can, and I've never not been able to deliver on their main, their top highest priorities to get done. They always make a list of everything they want. And I let them know like these, 
things at the bottom of your list might not get done. As long as you're okay with that, we can add on another half day later on to work on those if you really want them. Hmm. So that's, it's always worked. Um, of course I've had clients who, who wanted to cancel at the last minute. I've had client unresponsive. So, you know, the productivity of the day really depends on the client being responsive with feedback. So if I create something and I need them to look at a logo or a set of logos and give me feedback, the longer they wait, you know, I'll go on and start working on other things. But sometimes there's like that stopping point where I need their feedback before I can go any further. And so if they're not on the other end, then we're wasting time. And so I make it very clear. I kind of set those expectations that they need to be available all day and ready to give me feedback throughout the day. They need to make quick decisions. And so I typically attract those, the clients who I attract are the people who are very happy to just give it to me and they don't want to micromanage. They don't, they're not super indecisive. They Mm -hmm. trust me to create something that they're going to, that they're going to like. So. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I mean, to hear that you're, you're framing that, prior to that day that this is what I need from you that day. So you got to make yourself available as much as I'm making myself available that day. Otherwise you're not going to get, like if you have a list of 10 things, we might stop at two, but I'm waiting on your stuff. So you're paying me to wait around the day. So they know they paid for the day. They're not getting that money back and they're not getting that time back. So like I said, I attract the clients. I kind of, I attract the no nonsense kind of clients who are, totally on board with that process. It's not for everybody that you, I mean, I'm sure you've had the clients who can't decide. They want to have like their mother's friend, sister, everybody look at it before they can make a decision. And so this process is not for them. Yeah. That, that's awesome. So you're attracting your ideal client yeah. essentially like you're automatically weeding out any indecisiveness, any, potential gatekeepers that are coming there shopping for somebody, you know, right. a business owner, let's say. And yeah. so I think that's, that's super smart. Yeah. So how do you handle like changes and things? Or maybe you don't, right? Like the day is done and it's shipped. You have to go book again. So I just started off. I was, it what used to be the day is done. We're done kind of thing. I would always send them a video, like a walkthrough of everything. So they knew how to go in and make changes to copy photos, the simple stuff so that they wouldn't mess up the design. But I empowered them with the tools that they needed to make those little simple changes. But I have, my prices have gone up pretty significant, not significantly, but they've slowly gone up over the past couple of years. And so I'm at a price point now where I feel comfortable offering them. They do get 30 days of support. They've always gotten 30 days of support and support is defined as if you have a question about how to do something on your site, email me and I'll either tech type you a response or I'll do a loom video and send you a quick video on how to do something. If you have questions about how anything works, but the support never included changes or revisions or anything. But now just, I've only done this for about two months where they have a couple days to kind of sleep on it, make sure everything is good the way they want it. And then they can come back to me with a very small list of minor changes. And I give them up to an hour Hmm. of going in and changing things up. But I mean, it works. I, the thing was, I was doing it. I was doing that anyway, but I wasn't mentioning it. So I felt like, well, I'm already doing this. I need to kind of let people know that I'm doing this sure. and it's included. And so that's worked out fine so far. 
And then a lot of people come back and they want to book me for another half day anyway. So, and I guess the, the other question is, is when somebody comes to you and they understand that, hey, maybe they got a referral for somebody and, you know, they, their friend did a day rate with you or booked a day with you, then they come to you. How much time are you spending on the front end of the sales portion of it? Like, it, do you have to kind of suss out, like, do they need a full website? Are they looking for logo design? Are they looking for a landing page? Are they, you know, or, or is it just you say, hey, these are the things that I do during the day. And if it matches what you do, then here we go. Yeah, pretty much. Um, on my website, I say these are some examples of what I can get done in a day. Some people will just book the day without even wanting to talk to me. They were referred to me by someone. It's usually referral. I mean, I've had a few people just randomly find me or I, my name gets thrown around inside of a Facebook group or something like that. But everyone has the option to book a free 20-minute discovery call with me. And that on that call, I will clarify what they need and what's realistic for me to get done for them in a day. But that's it. I mean, usually by the end of that 20 minute call there, everyone is sold on the concept. They love like that. That was one of the biggest things that surprised me is all of these calls. Everybody raves about the concept. Like they've never heard of this before. It's so brilliant. I, I love this idea. And they just can't say enough good things about the process and the concept. Um, so they're, they're sold on that. And so it's really just a matter of, can I do for them what they want done in a day? And most of the time it's like, well, we can get these things done in a day, but I would recommend you book a second day if you want to get all of this stuff done. And so oftentimes that's what it turns, it turns into two days right off the bat. Hmm. How far out do you book? Um, usually a couple months. So like right now I'm booked until June. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, but I'm only doing one day a week. So because of, COVID and everything. Uh, my kids are home. I'm homeschooling. I'm juggling everything with my husband. And um, so I'm only doing one day a week on intensives. And they filled up quick. I was kind of, I was a little nervous. I had all of May was open as of a week ago. And then, but because I'm only doing one day a week, I only needed four, four, right. four bookings. Yeah. And they filled up pretty quick actually with repeat clients. So. And they picked the day or you picked the day? Uh, I set my availability and so they, yeah, when they book, they, it gets taken to my calendar and they have to pick just like, you know, booking podcast mm -hmm. interviews, that kind of thing. They pick their day and, um, there's no time. It's just the day. Got it. Yeah. That's awesome. And then I always do say, you know, if there's, I'm flexible with my days for the most part, book this and if it doesn't work, we can move it around. So. Yeah. I, I think that it's super smart because it's like, you're not going to get the, hey, I just spoke to my nephew who's in SEO over the weekend at a family party and I want to get this done by the end of the week. Like you don't get those because like they've thought through the project a little bit more. They're like, okay, I know what I want. Yeah. Let me see what this looks like. Sarah's telling me I need to tick these boxes and you walk them through it, obviously, and say, hey, go here and do this and that and the other. And once you have that together, then you give it to me, then I can do what you want me to do. And I'm very, I tell them like, you're not going to get, I'm not, I don't do SEO. 
I mean, if you have keywords that you want me to put in, I'm happy to do that on a very small scale. But I, I let them know, you know, the more SEO and that type of stuff that you need me to do, that's all the less time I have to do any design work. But here's an SEO specialist that I recommend. And if this is important to you, I recommend you get with her before our day together so that she can write, you know, SEO specific copy and headlines and all of that stuff. Get that done ahead of time. So I give referrals for that. I give referrals for copywriters, photographers, marketing strategists, like all of the people who might need to come into play before, during, or after so that they have those you know, resources as well. Mm-hmm. So I know from the summit what you help other designers and developers do, obviously, and you mentioned it up at the top too, that you, it gives you the time to build other things and you know, courses and digital, you know, products and so on and so forth, obviously the challenge, that was the kind of the tipping point, right? And so what, and I asked this almost selfishly because I never thought I would do this either, like helping, you know, running a community for developers and designers and digital products and such. So I'm curious, what was it that turned your tide to say, hey, look, I can give back. Yeah, I, well, doing that mood board challenge. So that kind of put me into this whole, um, audience of non-designers who wanted to learn how to DIY their branding. So I did that mood board challenge. And then in 2018, shortly after launching the day rate model, I launched a beta course called Simple Brand Academy, where I was te- I took them through the five-day challenge and then I sold them into a branding course, took them through the branding process, logo design, all that. So I did that for about, well, I did that from I don't know, eight months or so. I did it as a, it was actually a membership, not a course. And then I turned it into a course. And then I got great feedback. Like they loved my teaching style. They loved the way that I delivered the course, the the group, the weekly coaching calls, that kind of thing. So doing that just really built my confidence for teaching, which is something I never thought I could do. I mean, a few years ago, I couldn't even get on Zoom in front of people because I, I just didn't know what to say to people. It felt weird. It felt awkward to me. And so doing it weekly really got me more comfortable. And, and doing launches, like I did big live launches. So I did that whole launch roller coaster thing. And then when I had designers asking me about the one-day process, and these were just designer friends, and so I had no problem just here, let me throw a video together and show you guys how I did it. I walked them through everything and their feedback was incredible. I just didn't realize all of the things that went into this that other people weren't doing in their business. Um, And so then that's when I said, hey, is anybody interested in a course on this? And I got feedback that yes, they were interested in it. But my email list was all the non-designers who were going through my branding stuff. So I had this huge email list, but they were not my market or for designers who wanted to learn the one day process. So I just had a very small list of designers who were interested in it. And I ran a beta course last summer and they all switched over to day rates. So maybe that's why you know about it so much. Um, (laughs) So they switched to day rates and have had success with it. So just doing these beta courses, little by little, you know, increases my confidence and my ability to teach that I have something that people want to learn. So if somebody wants to 
enter into that course or sign up for it? I mean, where can somebody go to do that? Um, so while well, I'm putting together a masterclass, it's not quite ready yet, but I am. And maybe by the time this podcast comes out, it will be ready. So I'm putting together a pod, uh, masterclass called the life changing magic of day rates. And it's, you know, basically a, a free webinar, um, where I'm going to be showing, you know, all of the different, the pillars that go into a day rate model and all of the boxes that you need to check to make sure it's kind of a whole blueprint of exactly how I run them, what I do, onboarding, pre-work, kickoff, day of, post-intensive, like every single thing that I do, that's all in a bigger course. But I do have this, this free masterclass coming out that outlines all of that and gives a little bit of a look into what are the first few things that you should do if you're thinking about doing this model. If you're thinking about switching to day rates, here are like the first two things that I recommend you, you do. So I would love, you know, anybody who's listening to check that out. It'll be, like I said, it'll be live when, um, when this podcast comes out. So if you want to, you can put the link in the show notes or. Yeah, absolutely. I'll put the link in the show notes for everyone that's listening. This is awesome. I mean, so there's two things. What's one of those things? <laughs> I'm just curious if you wanted to start. So the first thing that I have ever, that I recommend everybody do is really get clear on what it is you're going to offer because you don't like I talked to somebody earlier today who was interested in offer in switching to this model, but she's doing so many different things in her business. She's doing illustration, um, websites, SEO, social media graphics. Like she does all these different things, and so I think it's really important to get clear on just a few things that you're you kind of want to make sure there are things that you're really good at. So you're fast, um, something that you're consistently asked to do and something that gets you out of bed on a Monday morning, like just ready to conquer your day. Like you have to love it because you're going to be doing this thing for seven or eight hours. It needs to be in demand and you need to be good at it. Mm. So really just get clear on one or two of those things that you can put into your day rate offer to start. Maybe eventually you can expand your offer, but yeah. Awesome. So yeah, obviously we'll put the link in the show notes for that. And before we wrap up, what's next for the next six, 12 months? Um, so gosh, I don't even know what's next. I think I feel like my entire year has been kind of thrown off course because of everything going on. Yeah. I don't know what the summer is going to bring, but I do want to build up this course for designers who want to switch the intensive model. I'm in the process of creating a day rate designer directory. So it's going to be like a directory of other people offering the one day intensives because I can only do them one day a week and I'm always booked out. I have clients, for example, I had a client yesterday email me and wanted to know if she could get into my schedule this week or next week because she had this great new idea that she needed me to bring to life. Well, I can't. I don't have any availability, especially right now. So I am putting together a directory. That'll be a big project over the next few months. And um, I, I do plan to work on some more smaller passive products um, that I'd like to sell because I've had a lot of luck with those this year, just selling small, uh, you know, $27, $37 offers. They are fun and easy to create. And they're a nice kind of supplement to offering the one-on-one -on -one services. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, at directory, uh, I've had some clients 
do something similar where they're basically catering to their customers by referring to other people and that they've had great success with that. So, well, that's just it. Like I found myself referring to all of my students who have gone through my course. Um, I had one client, she needed infographics and more illustration stuff. And so I had to think of all of my students who offered A-rays and which one is good at that type of work, which one is good at websites, which one is good at brand design. And so I'm already referring people out. So why not kind of put them all together into a directory? Yeah, that's, I like that. I like that. Let me know when that directory comes okay. up because I probably, I get leads all the time. I'm like, oh, just refer somebody out. Yeah. Like I just, yeah. So that's awesome. So, uh, Sarah, thank you for uh, sharing some time with us. Where, where can people reach out and say thanks? Uh, they could just go right to my main website is brackenhousebranding.com. And um, from there, they can, find, they can contact me. They can find links to all of my programs and free trainings and all of that stuff. So. Thank you so much. Awesome. Yeah, no, thanks for thanks for sharing that. I mean, I, this is so much here. Like I'm just, I have some of my own ideas, which I'm actually going to ask you about <laughs> once we press stop. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. so this has been awesome. I appreciate it. I know that the listeners do as well. And uh, thanks again, Sarah. Yeah, thank you. For everyone else listening, until next time, it's your time to live in the feast. enjoyed today's episode, I can speak for both Sarah and myself by saying that we'd love to hear one takeaway that you got from the episode. It's really easy. In your podcast app of choice, presumably this one that you are listening to right now, go ahead and drop that in a comment or a review. Or go ahead and share it in a tweet and tag me at res, that's with three Z's. Also, hit that subscribe button so that you'll be the first to listen in next week when we'll be back with Mark Asquith. Mark is a podcaster, creative speaker, and business owner. He's going to share with us how to create a vision for our business that really allows us to define our niche. Until then, it's your time to live in the feast.